0: Now, let me explain to you. I, I thought I'd do some explanations um, about, um, you know, I've, I've talked of um, hope and faith. Now, the, what is the difference between hope and faith and what's the difference between law and spirit? You see, there's, in, in creation... And you remember we went back, uh, by faith we understand the worlds were framed. Do you remember? Hello? Now if you haven't got, get that videotape and watch it again and again. Get it into your heart and your mind. It'll help your life. Uh, What I want to challenge you about is, is in the beginning, you know, we understand the worlds were framed by the word of God. Do you remember that? Hebrews. You're with me okay now what is so important to understand is that when that all happened right back in the in the beginning and i want to go back to the beginning it's in genesis do you remember It's funny you know if you've ever thought about this this is only this is only a sense of humor don't get mad at me in genesis chapter 2 says this in verse 15. And the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. So he knew about nakedness. Well, he was dressing the garden all the time. Actually it means to cultivate it. Just, just have a sense of humor. But um, you remember we, we looked at in um, chapter 2 verse 25 and they were both naked and the man and his wife and were not ashamed. Do you remember there was no shame? No shame at all and um, shame is an evil thing Uh, but they weren't ashamed now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made and he said unto the woman yea hath God said you shall not eat of every tree of the garden the woman said unto the serpent we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden God has said You shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. And the serpent said unto the woman, You shall not surely die, for God doth know that in the day you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and you shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise... She took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her and he did eat. And the eyes of them both were open and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. I I just want to talk to you uh, about something that you need to get clear in your mind there is innocency there was a state of innocency where adam and eve weren't ashamed they were happy to come before god they were happy in life everything was wonderful and what happens in truth is that when a person is truly born again they enter into a state of innocency In other words, my sin is blotted out. It's as though I never sinned. I come to a place where I see things from God's perspective. I enter into the realm of the Spirit. Once I was in the flesh, then I enter into the realm of the Spirit. And I I have a great freedom in God. Now whilst I live and walk in that freedom, something happens in my life. I realize that God has saved me, God has healed me, God has delivered me, Jesus Christ did it all. I didn't deserve it, but he did it. Now the one thing that I do know is when I got born again, I ceased to be a victim. I wasn't a victim of my circumstance, I wasn't a victim of my birth, I wasn't a victim of, of society, I wasn't a victim uh, I was a victim. But, when Adam and Eve sinned, the first thing they became was a victim. Now, huh. the woman you gave me, it was someone else's fault. The servant, he said. And in society, the people that live by the knowledge of good and evil instead of by the life of God they always have a victim mentality. In, in society today, when someone does something wrong, it, it's victimization. It, it's social racism. It's, um, it, it's prejudice against women. It's, um, uh, it's cultural uh, bigotry. It's this, it's that. We've got all sorts of names for it. Um, I was abused when I was a a child. I was, you know, people, they they tell you you're a victim. Society wants to tell you. and, And that's exactly what happened with Adam and Eve. They ate of the tree. And they wanted to make decisions as to what was right and wrong. Not according to God, but according to their values. And when you start moving out of the Spirit and into your own living life, you make decisions and you call yourself a victim and you blame everyone else. And the sure sign of whether someone's living in grace and in life and in the fullness of the Holy Ghost and in faith is a man who lives like that isn't a victim. The moment... You move back to the knowledge of the tree of good and evil and you make your decision of what's right and wrong, I want to tell you, you become a victim. It's not my fault. It's not his fault, not her fault. Someone else did it. Huh. That was the way you were brought up. It's the way your family was. Well, I haven't got on well at work because you know, the people are against me. Well, I I, I didn't succeed at this because of that. Well, I didn't do well at school because of... Hey, if you'd worked, you'd have succeeded. Hello? You don't succeed in life because... No, no. (laughs) You don't succeed in things because you move out of the Spirit and you move into the wrong thing. And then it's someone else's fault see everyone who lives under the wrong thing lives under legalism and religion has an idea of victimization I often hear people that they think they're a victim or their children are a victim and teachers tell them off oh you know the teachers are wrong it's not the kid that's wrong it's the teachers that are wrong You're a fool if you believe that. If you side with your children against teachers, let me tell you what you do. You make a devil. You make a monster. Because in the end, what you get is anarchy in the school. And we won't have anarchy. Ever. I'll tell you this, I'll always back the teachers... I often, uh, When I have teachers, parent teachers meetings, one of the things that I say is, I won't believe what your children say about you if you don't believe what your children say about us. Because children are notorious liars, aren't they? They have a way of manipulating and lying because that's the way kids are. See, that's the way children behave. I said that's why they need to be regenerate that's why they need to be born again because kids uh, have an inbuilt unregenerate nature don't they if they can play dad off against mum they will won't they huh that's kids that's part of life that's why when you grow up and you become an adult you're smart enough to know your kids are cunning little creatures animals sometimes huh and you're a fool if you let them twist you around their finger, but they will if you're stupid, if you live not by God's principles but by the principles of knowledge of good and evil, I'll tell you what happens to you you get suckered and when you get suckered you destroy your kids, I've watched parents destroy their kids systematically by their stupidity Uh, And the reason is they have a victim mentality. So did Adam and Eve. One of the glorious things is when you're truly born again and you're a Christian, you lose that. Jesus washes you clean. And when Jesus washes you clean, you never have a victim mentality. If you've got a victim mentality tonight, it's because you're a devil inside. That's what you are and you'll come out with bitterness, it'll foam out of your mouth like the foaming sea, it says in James you foam out your own shame oh well, it wasn't their fault I'm amazed how when you tackle parents about their kids, they want to get all defensive well let me tell you, there is no defence your children are a reflection of what you made them whatever way you slice the pie, they're responsible for the way they behave and they had you as a parent, weren't they unlucky? Hello? <laughs> no. They could have got a better choice, couldn't they? Huh? And if you've got that victim mentality, I tell you what you do, you systematically destroy them. That is what's happening in our society. That's why there's family breakdown. People think it's because the parents are are pushing the children away no, 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 no it's because the parents have a victim mentality and they impose it on their children and then they take their children's side all the time instead of realising hey, the side I take is God's what God says is what counts it's God's principles I want to live by hmm? hello? you don't like it but it's the truth. And then you find there are people who come into life, they get born again, and they live in the tree of life for a time. And then they revert back into their carnal way. And then it's the tree of knowledge. They decide what's right and wrong. Get very judgmental. They're victims. Not their fault. But I want to tell you, whose fault is sin? Whose fault is it? It's not someone else that did it, is it? People sin because they like it. If they didn't like it, they wouldn't do it. Sin is sin, you know. Did you know that? It's not not because, you know, well he made me do it, she made me do it no you did it because that's what you wanted to do you scoundrel it's no good to say I'm a victim huh. Huh. it's no good turning around to God and saying you know it's terrible I wouldn't have cussed if you hadn't made me so tall that my head banged on the door I wouldn't have... Uh, we all, all, you can all make you know, excuses, can't you? Hello, are you with me? You understand what I'm saying? Do you understand? Now here we have um, two ways of living. And every one of you is living at this second. You're living according to one of those trees. Your family tree, the moment you're living now, you're living according to one of those two states. You're living in the tree of life, which is Jesus Christ, and you're living from the tree of life, uh, and your whole life, or you're living from that judgmental little tree where you've decided what's right and wrong and where you judge everything according to your own values. And a moment you get there, you see you can't minister life to anyone else. You'll only minister judgment. You might say the right things, but you'll kill them. You can be the saver of life unto life if you feed from the tree of life and you'll be the saver of death unto death. I meet a lot of people that say all the right things and kill people. It's called murder. Uh, In a Christian sense. They're killing people. Oh, but they, they, they preach the Bible. Yeah, they preach the Bible, but unfortunately they live in the wrong tree. The source isn't the seed of God. The source is the tree of knowledge of good and evil. You can study and you can make yourself very proficient in doctrinal truth. But if you aren't in the tree of life, I tell you what you are, you're in the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And in that tree, there'll always be this victimization, there'll always be this attitude that life has dealt you a bad hand, there'll always be this attitude that you'll look at others and you'll condemn them for the way they live because you forget that it was the grace of God that reached you. And you'll blame everyone else what happens in your life and in the end you're going to accuse God because that's what he always comes down to and if you don't accuse God you'll go for his ministers easiest thing you can't get at God so blame the bishop Huh? you think that I'm perfect I've got news for you pretty much no I've got news for you I'm human but I'll tell you one thing I'll soon find out which tree you're up by your reaction to humanity hello how could he say that to me easy it wasn't half of what you deserved. We live in one of the trees. We eat of one of them. And all the time in life, you're eating of one or the other. Now, the devil's more subtle than any beast of the field. He tries to convince you you become godlike by knowing good and evil and making all your judgments. I will tell you, you don't become godlike, you become Satan like. You become more like the devil every day. Ah, the religious devil. It's called the Pharisees and Sadducees. You can point out everything that's wrong. You don't like this, you don't like that. You think this, you think that. This one said this, that one said that. It's called demonology. That's what demonology is. And your mind gets besieged with thoughts, and it's amazing, they just crash in on you. And it's everyone's fault. Something goes wrong in life, who can I blame? The first thing that happens when you get born again is you stop blaming anyone else. The first thing that goes when you get into the wrong tree is you start blaming other people. You start justifying yourself. See, the only judge is the word of God, isn't it? The written word. That's what judges us. Isn't that right? You're all going to be in that day, you're all going to be judged by this book. Hmm? But you see, it's the word of life, not the letter. The life. And life is so important. You've got to live in the tree of life. You've got to feast on the tree of life. It's not getting yourself in a position where you can say, well, this is right and that's wrong. That's not what it's about. It's the tree of life. Now, Adam and Eve, they became ashamed. And when you become ashamed, boy, you defend yourself, don't you? You want to hide in your fig leaves, you start throwing out your accusations. Someone says to you, "You shouldn't do that." You, what, what do you do? Look at you, huh? Become a victim, and every one of you tonight, you're living one way or the other. Don't, don't get. <laughs> Whatever way you want to slice the pie, you're living. And people will feed you with it. You know, people will feed your mind. You hear what I say? See, in life, we, we want to walk in the light as he is in the light. I, I want to walk in openness, don't you? Hmm? Hey, I'll tell you something. One of the things I did when we started the school... And it was always my vision to have a school. Because and I said one thing I said. <sighs> the standard has got to be the same in the home, the church, and the school. One standard. Do you know the reason kids go wrong? Because the standard's one thing in the church. It's the same thing in the school. But when they get to the home, it's something different. And I'll tell you this. The school and the church can't reverse the filth you put on your kids. They can't. Would to God they could. But they can't. Because your children are more influenced by the parents than they are by anyone else. And isn't it terrible that some parents are doing their best to destroy their kids? Hmm? And that awful. They let them watch all the wrong television programs. They let them listen to all the filthy music. They let them talk dirty. They let them behave dirty. They let them run with the wrong crowd. They let them have friendships with people that are filthy. They, they let them dress in filthy ways. With That's not the way for a Christian to live, is it? Hey, in my home, what I said went. It wasn't a question of my deciding what they were going to do, they, they got told. Why? I was a father. And I had to answer to my God. There's a tree of life. That's what we live by, the Word of God. It's not a matter of just making choices. And living by the tree of good and evil, what you decide is right and wrong is wrong. What God says is right. And there has to come a choice. You can live by hope, but you'll destroy yourself and you'll destroy your family or you live by faith. And faith demands the tree of life, not the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. means there's standards and values. God deliver us from the perverse society we've got. But we as Christians have a right to our beliefs and we have a right to declare them. And we have a right to stand for them. And if you don't stand for them, don't call yourself a Christian. But if you live up the wrong tree, you'll make excuses Oh, well, you know, ah, they couldn't help it. It was just their propensity. Though every one of us has a propensity to sin. Hmm? was with you from the day of your birth, wasn't it? But then you make choices, don't you? And those choices determine how you turn out. And that's what a church is full of people who've made the right choices. they saw they were naked when their eyes were open they said "Well, we're in trouble here and they went hid look at this uh, and they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the call of the day and Adam and his wife went and hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden and the Lord God called unto Adam and said where art thou And he said, "I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself." Now, do you believe God knew they were naked? Hello? Did God know their condition? Hmm? Of course, He did. I mean, He created them. He didn't say to Adam, "Goodness me, I never noticed." Thanks for telling me, Adam. He, he knew that God knows what you like, doesn't he? Hmm? There's nothing hid from God. It's amazing. Why do they go and hide themselves? Because the moment you start living by your own values, fear comes in. And with fear comes deception, deceit, and you hide. And then you become defensive. You try and cover yourself. You go and hide in the bushes. Now, when God came, he knew what they'd done. He wasn't angry. Man pretends God's angry. That's when you trace to the, the wrong tree. If you taste to the tree of the knowledge of life, and you live in life, it's fine. But if you live in the knowledge of good and evil, I'll tell you what, you always imagine God's angry with you. God's not angry, he loves me. God can never be angry with me. I'm his child. You know, Even when the prodigal went off into a far country, God the Father wasn't angry, he was looking for him. man gets angry when he lives off the wrong tree gets full of bitterness, resentment victim that's how Adam and Eve were they were hiding away, ashamed somehow God's going to zap me God's going to do this, God's going to do that I know a lot of Christians, they feel if they go wrong, huh they're in trouble. You know, this is going to happen. Anything that goes wrong in their life, oh, what did I do wrong? Why isn't God doing it? That's not Christianity. That's, that's religion. You've got the wrong tree. The tree of life. Hey, he loves me. He's on my side. I'm not in trouble are. God before me who can be against me and so all of you are living in one of those states aren't you Hmm? I know a lot of people worried I might find out what they're up to listen don't worry about what I find out worry about what God sees (laughs) because he sees everything if you're worried about me you've got a real problem God's your real problem, isn't he? Huh? Because he sees everything To be honest with you, I hear a lot And I do nothing about it I just let it go I know a lot of people are doing stupid things I just let them go There's no point in chasing them Because even if you tell them, they're in the wrong tree they're not. You can't correct them if Someone's up the wrong tree, forget it You see, we're the saver of life unto life and death unto death. Some people you talk to up the wrong tree, you kill them. Hmm. Leave them alone. No point in trying to correct them. You, you won't help them. They'll just get more bitter. They'll feel more victimized. Ah, if they begin to really hurt other people, then you've got to cut them out. Little 11 leavens the whole lump, purge out the 11. Why? Because I know this, if people live like that, a root of bitterness springing up defiles many, doesn't it? That's why I'm careful. You want to be careful whether someone blesses you and lifts you up in God or whether they begin to defile you when you fellowship with them. You better get smart. See, people are either bringing you into the tree of life, hope, faith, or they're taking you the wrong way. It's working all the time. That's how the enemy works, isn't it? He wants to get you on the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, telling you you'll be godlike. No, you won't be godlike, you'll be devil like. You watch what you feed off. Feed off life. I like life. Death's horrible. Hmm? Living things. And, and always, you're, you know, every day of every, every moment of every day, when you talk to people, you're feeding off a tree. That's why I say birds of the feather flock together. It's amazing how true it is. You don't have to be a prophet to know it. Just watch it. The tree of life's wonderful. Whew. When you don't have any of that nonsense where you feel victimized, oh they're all everyone's against me. No one understands. This person, how dare he say that? Your ego's really needing bursting. You think yourself so big grow up Oh, how could someone treat me like that easy you deserved it see it's all that victim thing defense thing hide thing just how you live tree of the knowledge of good and evil Or you're in the tree of life. Whatsoever things are pure, just, and a good report, what does it say? Think on those things. Now people either help you to do that or they help you to do the reverse, don't they? Hmm? Hello? I mean, they come to you and they call it fellowship. I call it gossip. They call it being honest. I call it being dead and you've got to examine yourselves whether you're in the faith you've got to look at yourself and say well do I live in the tree of life or do I live in another tree the one God forbade see God said don't eat it But the trouble is, Christians do eat it. That's what destroys them. James puts it another way. Sweet and bitter water don't come forth at the same fountain. They just don't. Jesus put it another way. A a, a corrupt tree won't bring forth good fruit. If you're a corrupt tree and that's your life, you're not going to bring forth good fruit. (laughs) You might have an appearance of niceness, Have you ever gone to a tree? You know, while I was over in Australia, they they had a tree there and it had the oranges on. Or was it tangerines? I can't remember. It was tangerines or oranges. Which was it? What? It was tangerines. And it looked so appealing. One morning I walked down there and after breakfast I looked and they were right. And I, I took one. I thought, that's lovely. I peeled it. First bite I spat it out. Ah, It was so bitter my toenails frizzled. It was ah I threw it down. But it looked all right. The tree looked the same. It was a tree. On the other side of the garden, sweet as honey. I find that some people, you know, you go to fellowship with them and... It's like when someone gives you a glass of wine and you find it's vinegar. Putrid. Hmm. You know, the cup we partake of, the bread we eat. If you have true communion with someone, you want to live on life, don't you? Not on death. You've got to discern the Lord's body. You don't want to discern good and evil. You want to discern who's in life. There are people I just enjoy as friends. And there's people, I could never make friends with them. Nothing, I I, I just couldn't. Because... Light and darkness don't fellowship together. They might seem nice people, but as soon as you taste, you want to spit it out. Do you know what I mean? Hmm? Or am I just talking in the air? Hello? Hello? You understand what I'm saying? Good and evil. And then you've got to decide. Hey, look, I'm committed to build the Church of Jesus Christ because that's God's. God, Jesus is building His church. That's my commitment. I, I I only want people with me who've got the same vision. I don't want anyone else with me. My agenda is Tree of Life. My agenda is miracles, healings, faith. That's my agenda. That's the only agenda I have. I'm not interested in anything else. The school is for the purpose of bringing our kids up in the fear and admonition of God. That's the purpose of it. And don't you mess with people and say, oh, well, it's all right. If they're going a different way, it says separate yourselves from them. Don't have anything to do with them. I tell you, you won't pull them up. They'll pull you down to their filthy level. God intended us to be a peculiar people, a holy nation. Called out. Now we reach out to the lost, and the lost come in. And if the lost want to get saved, hallelujah. But if someone comes in and wants to live in the wrong tree, go away. because the tree of life is everything Christ is our life hmm? when there was bitter water they threw the tree in remember I it became sweet that means self-denial if you want to know why you're bitter it's because you live for yourself and you're selfish and you think you're a victim and it's about time you let the cross of Jesus Christ kill off that self and that ego in you. Light manifests darkness. Turn on the light. When I was a kid, one of the things I enjoyed doing when we went down the beach, you lift a rock and the crabs and all the things, scoop. Suddenly there's like, they're all scooting, they're trying to burrow in the sand. How many of you have done that? It's nice, you lift it, and you, you know. As you get older, you get smarter. You wonder what's under the rock before you lift it. And when you get to my age, you don't lift the rock in case you get a hernia. But, <laughs> when you're young, you look. I tell you what, there are things that as soon as you turn the light on, people are running for the bushes inside I'm talking about they're not children of life they don't walk with an open face hey if something's wrong you can go with an open face if you're, you're in the tree of life you have an open face that's why we behold Christ we're changed from glory to glory as in the face of Jesus Christ I tell you a true Christian has an open face. A man who lives in the tree of life is open-faced. I worry, when I see people with dark faces, they look away, they're always shifty, they're, there's not an openness of spirit, they're in the wrong tree. And basically, everyone's got to examine themselves and say, well, what tree? Some people... One day you meet them, they're in the tree of life. The next day they've swung over. They've got long arms like a chimp. They've grabbed onto the wrong tree and suddenly they're swinging in the wrong tree. And you meet them a couple of days later and they're swung back to the right tree. And you think, hey, these people, one day they're this, the next day they're that. Well, a lot of people are like that. It's time you made your home in the right tree, isn't it? Hmm? is that simple are you understanding what I'm saying you know, I, I I'm trying not to make it complicated but I suppose it is really you know you understand what I mean about a victim you're not a victim you are what you are today cuz that's what you wanna be because if you didn't wanna be what you are you wouldn't be You'd be what you should be. But you set yourself to do your own thing. I loved it. I was reading a book. I think I might have mentioned it. Or I might not have mentioned it. I was reading a book and this. uh, I know I mentioned it in the pastor's meeting. I'll tell you what it was. I was reading this book and this guy came to the church. He he joined the church. He was a good tither. Hope you are. Uh, And he paid his tithes and he was really committed to the church. He was committed to the work. And he joined this church from another church. And after a, a few days, he came to the pastor and he said, I want to open a fund to buy a pipe organ. I think it would enhance the worship. I'd like to make the first donation for a pipe organ. And the pastor looked at him and said, Well, sir, he said, Come back in a couple of days and I'll give you a list of the churches that have pipe organs. And he did, and the fellow went. You see, I've got a lot of people who think they know how to run the thing. See, another fellow pastor, an elder came to him. I don't agree with the way you're going, what you're taking. I don't like this. I don't like that. And he said to the fellow, he said, "Well, if you want to be in leadership in this church, there's three things you've got to conform to. Firstly, you've got to be my friend." Secondly, he said, "You've got to believe in the vision I have. And the third thing is, you've got to be loyal, and if you don't meet all those three criteria, you're not in leadership anymore." He said, two days later, the elder left joined another church. There's always someone who's got their own agenda, isn't there? Hmm? Peter Wagner wrote that book. I just read it. I thought it was rather amusing. He was saying, you know, church isn't democracy, is it? If we ran our school on a democratic means, you wouldn't have any rules and regulation. We've got rules. I'll tell you why we've got rules, because if I'm going to run a school, I'm going to have discipline. If you don't have discipline, forget it. Kids will go haywire. Now, don't frustrate the little darlings. They need frustrating. I'll tell you. They need telling, hey, you've got to get discipline in your life. You know why kids grow up with no self-discipline? Because school doesn't teach it anymore. You're frightened to even go boo to them. They terrorize the teachers. It used to be, when in my day, the teachers terrorized the kids. When I was a child, I spake as a child, I thought as a child. When I became a man, I tried to put away foolish things. It doesn't mean you don't have fun in life. It means you learn to live God's way. And there's nothing more joyful than being a Christian. Hey, pleasing God is the greatest joy in life. Hmm? And you've got to make up your mind how you're going to live. You know, you really do. I don't know how I ever made... Adulthood. With my brother and I. My mother would tell you, well she better not. But <laughs> one time my dad went out and he bought us five foot bowls. And we found you could shoot straight through a dustbin. The arrow would go straight through the dustbin from about thirty yards. <laughs> Crazy, but God God kept us. It's only the grace of God that we didn't kill each other. Some of the stunts we pull, But then, you know, that's life, isn't it? Hmm? Don't you ever try that. God is faithful. When I got converted, I found there's a joy that pers- passes knowledge. It's the joy of Jesus Christ. But it's in the tree of life. It's his life in me. That's the joy. The, the other joy, it, it, no joy at all really. And it depends. What do you feed off? Are you feeding off mischief? Are you feeding off filth? Or are you feeding off God? Hmm? When you speak, are you going to build someone up or are you going to tear them down? Life or death. And it's strange, you see, because religion puts on this guise of life but it's death. It looks the same. It's just when you taste it. It's like the man who built his house on a rock and the man who built his house on sand. When they built the house, you couldn't have told the difference. The difference comes when the storm comes, when the testing comes, when the winds come. That's when you find out which house is real. Because God will soon shake your little house. Along comes the fox and he huffs and he puffs and he blows and down goes your house, doesn't it? Hmm? Hmm? Then you find you're the pig. Uh, And then there's the other type who builds it on the Word of God. It just stands. And that's what it's all about. Jesus tried to explain it. And really, when I'm talking to you, it's always along that line. You might not understand. I'm just giving different illustrations of the same thing. I only have one sermon. It's just that it goes in all different ways, but really I'm always saying the same thing. It's just whether you can hear it. You know, he's the source of everything, isn't he? He hmm? understood what I said? It's interesting, isn't it? Now, what I want to know tonight is which tree you're up. I'll tell you what. When Jesus was walking down the road, there was a man. He was a little man. Jesus looked up and said, Zacchaeus, come down. He had to get out of his tree. He was in the wrong tree. You can't see Christ in the tree of knowledge of good and evil. You can't ever have his life that way. You've got to change. Now, God will give you opportunity. Let me say one thing Jesus Christ never rejects anyone, they reject themselves. You oppose yourself, God's not against you, God's not angry. With Adam and Eve, when he walked in the garden, he said, Adam, where are you? He wasn't angry. God's never angry. You know, he knew what Adam had done. God wanted fellowship. He wanted open face. And really, what you do when you go to your values, your ideas... I tell you what you do, you cut yourself off from fellowship with God. I can get up on a Sunday morning, I can look around, I can tell who's open to God and who isn't. It's on your face. I can tell who's spirit, you're open-faced. It's lovely to see open-faced people, isn't it? It's horrible to see people who aren't. And always it's, it's this conflict. Life, wrong tree, knowledge of good and evil. And we live in one or the other. Do you know something about the the tree of life? You're not under law. You're under grace. You don't think in terms of what's right and wrong when you're in the tree of life. You think in terms of God. You know, you feed on Christ. Somehow, you're not so concerned with the niceties of everything. You're more concerned with your relationships. Relationship with God. relationship with people sad when people make you an enemy because you want to go God's way, isn't it? hmm uh, why should they oppose someone who wants to be a Christian hey, a Christian only wants to do good he wants to see the sick healed he wants to see the bound delivered he wants to see those that are poor lifted up he wants to see, he wants to help then why make him an enemy? Why are the world against us Christians? Why do they hate us so much? Hey, we're there to do good. We're there to improve society, aren't we? Why do they hate us? I mean, why do they hate Jesus? Why do they turn around against him? One time they wanted to push him over a cliff because he did a miracle. I mean, what, what have they got against him? He said, for which miracle do you kill me? Oh no, it's your relationship with God we don't like. Do those things but not in his name and it's okay. Knowledge of good and evil, see. Wrong tree, tree of life. And he is the tree of life, is our Jesus. Jesus. Why they hate Him so? And Jesus said, "If they hate me, they're going to hate you. You know, I promised a hundredfold in this life with persecution. It's kind of the pepper on the top, isn't it? <laughs> well, what, what for? What's, what's the big deal? Hey, come on. No one's trying to hurt you. They're trying to help you. but you are a victim. You don't see it that way. Rules. Why should I be bound by rules? Why should God's word? Why shouldn't I do it? Why shouldn't I? I tell you why. Because you're destroying yourself. Adam, Eve, don't eat of that tree. Why not? It'll make me smile. I can be like God. Yeah. Yeah. But Adam, you are like God. I made you in my image, says God. Eat of life. Strange how man is, isn't it? And in all these years he hadn't changed. And every one of us today is eating of one of those trees. You live up one tree, or the other. My... Suggestion to you is You learn to deny yourself And take up your cross Become his disciple Follower of him Grow up Get rid of bitterness You're not a victim Hey, God's not angry with us We make silly mistakes We do silly things Hey, every one of us can say There's a time when God's protected us Can't we? We don't deserve to be alive, but our God is great. Amen. Things have happened. I dare say I was more reckless than most of you, but things have happened in our lives. And God has kept us, and now he wants us to live off life. Let go of your bitterness and your victimization, and start living for Jesus. Get involved in what he's doing. Jesus Christ is building his church. Be part of it. You know, there's a lot of people who need to hear the gospel. They don't need to hear words. They need to see your life. And They don't need to see someone who's living in the world. They need to see someone who's living in God. Your life is worth a thousand sermons. You've got to live. Okay. That was easy, wasn't it? Everyone's on one tree. Where are you tonight? Let's stand. Put your hand on your heart if you can find it. I want to ask you a question. Bible says examine yourselves whether you're in the faith. That's the faith of God. Or are you living with your values instead of God's values? Close your eyes, I want to pray for you. Father, I just pray. In your mercy and your grace, Lord, let this word spoken work in every heart, like full of soap and refining fire. Lord Jesus, we want to be those who are children of light, children of the day, children of you living by the tree of life. Lord, I just pray for each one. Break every bondage, every check. Let us be those who are harmless. Let us be those who are without guile, who live for you. Walking in your spirit, living in your life, I pray. Lord, reach into each one this night. Oh Lord, in your grace, make us all children of the day, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen.